0: Monday Night Raw Podcast in the shadows split, Doing the damn thing WWE What's going on y'all Monday Night Raw was in Cleveland last night Uh, Missed out on a little bit of the show toward the end But I did uh, get to see some of the highlights of the matches And we will uh, get into uh, my feelings on them As opposed to some of the ending Uh results and sequences but um ultimately it was um it was a different show either way let's just get on into it we had drew mcintyre being introduced as the final uh member of team flair for the five on five hogan versus flair crown jewel matchup um glad to see drew back you know from injury it i was hoping that he was uh You know, from before, I I was hoping that he was going to be able to, you know, be a dominant role in, you know, in storylines and such like that, which would move him to a championship. But I guess you can't rush some of these things. And, you know, the hunger seems there now. Most definitely. He went at it with Ricochet. And they had a really good match. They both went at it for a long time. I I like Ricochet, but I was honestly hoping that Drew McIntyre was going to pick up the victory here just because. Because you know, his first match back in a while, that's off the top, but then, uh, you know, it's been times before the injury where he wasn't, uh, you know, he wasn't booked to be the strongest, even though, you know, he's clearly one of the most dominant uh, forces on, let's say, Monday Night Raw, now since he's been drafted over to that side. I could totally see this guy with the championship personally. I think, um, you know, that's just the, the mean streak, the sense he makes. And then from an outside of the storyline perspective, just the the ideologies he has, you know, with, you know, being a superstar, knowing what it takes to, you know, get to a level and stay at a level, you know, it's very, very cool. So um, he picked up the victory over Ricochet. I'm not mad at that. Rico didn't uh, look weak and defeated at all. He had a lot of great moves. He had man, his his measurements on his flips, perfect. Uh, what was it? A uh, oh, front rope suicide dive from the second rope, though. Man, come on. And I mean, topes are kinda overdone, just across the board. But that that was a thing of beauty. That was great. So. Shouts to Ricochet for that. Um, Drew McIntyre, like I said, picked up the victory off the Claymore. Perfect stuff. It was a great match all around. There was nobody looking like they didn't know what they were doing. These guys, t- they were trying to be as safe as possible. But you could tell that they were both uh, just, you know, they, w- they were holding back with all of the strength that they both, you know, were holding in reserve. But either way, like I said, it was good stuff. From Ricochet, Andrew McIntyre definitely enjoyed uh, the matchup. So, let's move on into the next one. Let's just call it out. Ric Flair. Woo! Nature boy. Listen, Ric Flair was totally being a heel the whole time. And it was just so great. You know, it was funny just for the nostalgic, you know, purposes. It, like, you know, it was just, it was good, but beyond Ric Flair acting like that in the ring, he was outside of the ring and just talking crap to Hogan, and it was really, really good, it was hilarious, it threw you back to the Ric Flair of old, but it showed you that he ain't changed none, not one bit, still dirtiest play in the game, a lot, of, a lot of, you know, trash talk to the city and the teams, LeBron jokes, and such like that, so so there was very good stuff from uh, you know, the Nature Boy there. Next up, excuse me, we had Alistair Black in the ring after one of his backstage segments in the room just talking this talk. Man, what did he say? Something about his little stuff, with the rage inside dancing around like a man in the moonlight something but that was a great line that line i I almost want to laugh out loud during but i waited till after the fact just because you know we we understand that these segments are supposed to you know mean something so it's like no laughing matter but i'm you know speaking from a purely entertainment standpoint for all of the other people not just how i'm taking it it was very very good stuff you know so, you know, sometimes we push the edge, push the envelope. That wasn't even anything over the edge or the envelope. But we all, uh, you know, have those those angry sides or whatever we want to call them. I think Alistair Black is really good at trying to convey those or convey that. So he gets in there and he does his thing. He took on um, a local competitor. I can't remember his name right now. I don't even care to because he got his face kicked off. So, um, yeah, good stuff from AB. Went in, did his thing, you know, showed off. Quick match, you know, local competitor got a little bit of offense in, but, you know, you don't want to make it look too crazy. You got to give, it, make it look interesting now. So, yeah, Alistair Black picked up the victory there. Um, I'm almost nervous to see him take on some real competition. Not because, you know, we know he can't handle it. It's just like, man... Let's, let's get to all the good offense you could do, bro. Like, you us see the goodness. But, nah. Um, good stuff from AB. If I would critique anything, it would just be... Uh, and I don't even want to say critique. You know? I, I, I don't want to recommend or suggest. It's just, like, maybe... Like, something I've noticed with Alistair Black. At times, he needs to... Well, I, th- I would say that he should think about when he's going to go into Indian stance faster. It's not that serious. It's great every time he does. He knows exactly what he's doing in there. But I just would like to see, like, when he's doing things, like, when he's going into his moves, it's like, okay, you're getting back up, and then you drop it down in the Indian stance. Like, I think it was, like, a sweep kick that he did. Go from the sweep kick into the Indian stance. He's already done it a million times with like other moves, like the you know rolling front tumble into the Indian stance for his entrance. Uh, There's been certain spots where I think he does like a back football, the springboard back football off the second rope into the Indian stance. I mean, you know, it's 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 flow stuff, but at the same time, you know, I you I think he just would it would be so much more for the audience. Personally, and the people watching in the crowd, you know, it would just mean more to them to be able to have, you know, a b have all of these moves like that look fluid. Just because it's like, whoa, you're you're busting out of Indian sense, like you sitting back down, like that's that's really cool. So, just for the effect, you know, uh, aesthetically, you know, I think uh, he does great. He's high on my list personally. Like I definitely respect him, but uh, that would be my only my only thing to say hey maybe you just want to be a little bit mindful of that other than that he's doing great and you know hopefully uh as time progresses we get to see more great things from him so that was a good match let's move on into the next one okay so rusev is in the ring for uh the king's court with jerry the king Lawler. uh the king did an excellent job at making this shit awkward and um I'm going to not really get into this segment because I don't care. You know, it's uh, Rusev and Lana are married. What Rusev and Lana do in their marriedness is their busyness. So I'm not really going to speak on it. I'll say this. Bobby Lashley looks hilarious when he does that cheesy ass grin he be doing. You know what, outside of storyline It First of all, Vince McMahon is a master troll <laughs> Goddamn old man But nah It's um it, it's, We all know Ruth and Lana are Married, I think that uh, it, It's something that a lot of married couples Couldn't be able to do You know, but it, 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 You cry about having something to do In the storyline and there you go you know that there that, that we are. You have a story that people are actually interested in. I have zero interest in this storyline only because it's like... I mean, yes, it's leading to a match between Rusev and Bobby Lashley, but I, I, I don't want to see any one of these guys lose. You know what I mean? So I'm not really like... I can't invest in it as much as I would like to. I'm not a huge fan of Rusev's new mustache, but I'm a fan of him constantly trying to reinvent himself and be like a different... Uh, human being altogether as a WWE superstar whenever he, you know, decides to make changes. But I did like the, uh, you know, the goatee into the mustache, the chin strap and all that. Like, I enjoyed that. But I think that was more Rusev Day-esque. I don't know if Rusev Day is coming back. You know, the crowd wanted to chant for it for a while. We're going to see how it works. Uh, but, yeah, all in all, uh, Lana and Bobby Lashley are being so fake in love it is uh gosh I don't even really know how to put words to it that's what I mean like it's 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 this weird affair they're having and hey you know like WWE (laughs) storylines you know like I'm not upset uh with how it's going. I think that the people that are interested in it and I'm not necessarily finding a lot of them I'm so say that I'm not find, I'm not seeing like oh this is the most compelling part of raw, but I will say it's totally pushing the uh the edges of their form of PG programming so uh like like it, it's it's so delicate because if they were. If they were to, uh, you know, go any further, then I think that they would come underneath certain forms of scrutiny. So, hey, they're right there at the edge. I I enjoy an edgy product, and even the attempt at being edgy, like, I have a respect for it, so I'm not going to knock it. And there it is. That's the most I'm speaking on it. Shouts to Bobby Lashley uh, cheesing. The way he be cheesing. And uh, shouts to Rusev for being such a strong man. Because, wow. What do they call these? Cuck angles? I don't even know what that means. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Whatever, dude. Let's move on into the next one. Andrade and La Muñeca. Is Lena Vega. Come on down to the ring. And uh, apparently, is gonna be taking on Sin Cara, the returning Sin Cara, where La Muñeca let us all know because you know, well versed in the Espanol, Sin Cara means without a face. Oh, ish. That was hilarious. If I didn't respect Sin Cara on a real deep level from like a WrestleMania Access thing he did a long time ago about bullying, then um where he actually took off his mask and revealed that he does have a face, whoa, then, yeah, I think Zelina Vega would have put that man in a bag. But, um, (laughs) they still did hit hard. It was good to see Scene Cara back. His entrance back was, it worked. I was a little nervous. Not going front. I was a little nervous. I didn't know if he was going to, uh, make it or not. You know, Mm -hmm. like, uh... We always worry for Sean Carr when it comes to that. But it was good to see him back. It was good to see him in the ring. Him and Andrade had a fair match. It was uh, fun to watch. And um, ultimately, it, it all uh, worked out for Andrade. Well, they landed in the Hammerlock DDT after what was it like the front flip, handstand type Hurricane Rana from Zelina Vega on the from the apron to the outside very good very very good i thought that was excellent stuff and um these two they you know they still looking like they just as strong as they were at nxt because the small times that i did get to see it back then that was something that i noticed like oh she's badass and he's he looks great so shouts to my man andrade take none of my silence uh, for anything, but, you know, just adoration, you know, and, um, yeah, I-, I enjoyed it, it was a good matchup, shouts to Car for coming on back, let's hope that uh, he he can have some breakout performances so he doesn't just go into, you know, uh, uh, jabroni land, but either way, um, shouts to both of them, shouts to all three of them, it was a good match. Oh, and Umberto was backstage looking like a Power Ranger. I didn't know they were going to go any further than Ricochet coming out looking like a damn Power Ranger a couple of uh, weeks back at one of the uh, pay per view events. But now we've got Umberto on Raw, which is all right. They switched up the hair just a little bit, calmed down Aiden. We know he's handsome but he uh, he looks a little better now like just like you didn't think he could look any better Pause. but he t- he found a way to do that so shouts to my man umberto for uh you know continuing to look that part shouts to him man and uh, he's backstage and he's being thrusted into you know uh, what matches with, with seth rollins apparently he was talking some craziness talking about oh I don't like playing with fire. Unlike the universal champion, I was like, "Who's you talk?" You know what? They need to scrap. His English is—it's um, there. You can hear what he's saying. He's still practicing. So all I will say is continue practicing, Alberto, because it's—it's it's important. You're in a—you're in a really different spot now. Like you're in a good spot too. It's—it's uh, it's completely different let's just call it on the main roster because that's the way everyone's accustomed to saying it y'all know how I feel about it all but uh being over on the the truly televised you know a part of the rosters <sighs> mr. McMahon enjoys to watch these guys that are up and coming either sink or swim I saw a, a little bit I saw some highlights. From the matchup between Seth and Umberto, so I guess we'll just cover that now, it looked like he was swimming. I seen, what was it, the little off-the-rope Spanish fly thing he did where Seth had to get up with him. Most of the superstars are able to meet him there, and Seth was able to do just that. I believe they had a real good match. It wasn't uh, anything to complain about, so um, we need Umberto to be able to sell a match. It's still certain things he needs to work on clearly, but he's doing great as he's continuing to come up. Only thing I would say, and I'm dead serious, is get the English up. Practice the words, practice the enunciation behind the words, and make sure that it's concise and clear to the audience listening at home. And have a zinger. That's what I would recommend. Just for, I don't want to say just for Umberto, for all of the uh, uh, superstars who have English as a second language, but since Umberto was apparently thrust into the Universal Championship picture, so we're supposed to see him like that, all right, then we're going to have to step up and act like it, all right then, so what we need to do is just ensure that there's some zinger, and I like hearing the regular language being utilized also, but you know, with superstars like Asuka and Kyrie, Sane, I would say, uh, let them do that for now because we don't want to just, you know, overdo, you know, the, uh, pardon me, ladies and gentlemen. we don't want to do the, we don't want to overdo the aspects of, uh, you know, just that with the superstars because the fans will get, get hip to it and get a little upset and, just call out English again like oh they don't know English because they're speaking too much of their language Asuka and Kyrie saying are a little different so you know maybe let them do their anime thing but there's I'm not I'm gonna say there's no Spanish anime you know what I mean but Umberto is a different energy so get at it Umberto we got you man we, we here for you let us be here for you Apparently the Bollywood boys who've come on over to Monday Night Raw, the new 24/7 champions. Congratulations to the Bollywood boys. Um, maybe they'll make it entertaining. Maybe they won't. We'll we'll see how it goes. They, you know, you just you know you you got a ball. They do do your ball because it's been a long time. You know. Maybe uh, how's gender gonna feel about that? We we'll see. I didn't get to see. Uh, Too, too much later on in the show regarding it But if these guys are still the 24-7 champions Then congratulations to them Uh, They're quite funny And they can go in-ring So we're just going to see If these guys are going to continue to be made Like a ha-ha jokey angle Because of the 24-7 championship Or if we're going to see these guys you know, Get to show a little bit more of that competitive edge We'll see No stress Good stuff though Viking Raiders beat, uh, who was it, Zack Ryder and Curt Hawkins. These guys, Curt Hawkins and Zack Ryder, grateful for the opportunities. I can understand that, and I can wholeheartedly respect it. They went in there, and, you know, they gave it a good match. You're not taking on the tag champs and winning, though, because, you know, as you can tell, the tag team championships, so they've they've reached the new plateau. So you're going to have to step the game up to be able to get to that point. Uh, Viking Raiders look great out there, you know, they're throwing themselves around, they're power-based, you know, they can fly around, and, well, they know how to throw their weight around and say that, you know, and Hawkins and Ryder are, you know, they've got their offense, but I'm trying to see these, these, these matches that where it's like, okay, all of the WWE superstars can go in the ring. Oh, yeah, we have got plenty of athletes in these WWE superstars. Like, all right, if that's the case, then can we at least see what makes these guys so great? Because right now with Jack and Kurt, I know that they're good, but I've yet to see anything, you know, over the top. And I'm talking just from a WWE standpoint. Apparently... You know, these guys would be great on the indie circuit from back then. But I'm trying to see what they got in the WWE. So, even if they are scripted to lose a creative team, maybe we get to see, you know, them show off some more of their actual skill set. And we go from there, just to give the fans something to care about when these guys come out, as opposed to thinking maybe this is a bathroom break match, or yeah, I don't have to look at this match or take it as seriously, you know, like, give these guys, uh, give these guys a reason to be cared about, like, that's all I would ask, you know, because we want to care about the superstars, you know what I mean, so, you know, give us that opportunity to do that, uh, for them. That's all. Uh, move on to the next segment, now. Uh, I did see the highlights between uh, Kane Velasquez and uh, Shelton Benjamin uh, while they were going at it off the little, you know, confrontation Shelton had with Rey Mysterio. Shelton was uh, smacking the fire out of uh, <laughs> out of Ray briefly. Like how disrespectful Shelty be, but um. Yeah, what was it? It was like the, the little arm hold bar thing that they were, that Sean was doing. I, uh, it was a bit anime because it was like, yo, you got two arms open. Are we not going to take advantage of the two arms open? Or are we just going to go with the one thing? Like it was, and I mean, this is just a small critique. Like this, nothing. <coughs> Excuse me. We got a combat sports all-star, Cain Velasquez. Only got to say beat Brock Lesnar. You know, or one of them. Whatever. But, yeah, like... mm, Let the hits look real. Let them look real. Because they didn't look necessarily as real as they could have. And, you know, like that part sucks. Because... Again, we want to care about the WWE superstars when we got situations like this and it's beyond oh we're taking mental inventory of wins and losses and we know that we can't take the superstar series no the feeling that I'm looking for when we're going in is literally knowing that they might be able to win this one you never know this one might be one where they could actually pick up a victory shockingly it could happen and if it does It will be shocking, but it's like at least we knew that they had the capability the entire time as opposed to just literally, like, jobbing them out. Like, Shell TB got jobbed out last night. You know, he had his moments, but then it's like he got jobbed out and Kane didn't even look like he was breaking a sweat doing it. I mean, if this is how it's supposed to be scripted, okay, but, eh, you know, this is just this is. Eh, that's, it's just my opinion Let's call it like that and that's, that's that's about worth as much As uh, everyone else's Ain't no more right or wrong So yeah that was alright though I'm enjoying the build I'm glad that it's still building And I'm excited to see how Cain Velasquez uh, moves about In the ring against Brock Lesnar At Crown Jewel, streaming live A week from Thursday On the WWE Network all right, so Seth apparently beat Umberto. That's fine with me. I'm glad that uh, Seth was able to go in there and do his thing. Uh, I'm glad that Umberto is getting the opportunity to do his thing. And, um... Pardon me. Dealing with some uh, nasties on the road. Lotus traffic and such like that. Nasty traffic because they're doing construction. But, um... Yeah, I... Uh, like I said, I'm glad Seth was able to pick up that victory. Not bad at all. Good stuff to Seth. Uh, great stuff to Umberto. But now, get into the main event. My men's, my guys, the Street Profits were um taking on the OC. So, this was written to be a... What you call it? This was written to be a six-man tag. They turned it into a regular tag team match. Not bad, not bad. Um, and the mans that they chose was Kevin Owens. Um, like that's who's backing them up. Like that's their guy now. And um, I'm not, I'm not excited. Sorry. I like, I like the Street Profits. I love KO. But just mixing and matching KO with stuff and superstars and stuff like that, like, nah. Call it how you want. Yeah, I know I love all of this stuff, so when I'm I'm calling out what I ain't feeling, you know what I mean? Think you should listen close. It's very clear that KO was trying to be down with the new day. Hey. And we seen how that went. We clearly done seen KO have that that cold streak, like that cold look when he powerbomb cats on the apron like sammy's in you know like how many times is ko gonna turn on somebody before we realize that ko is just not to be trusted helping anyone out so the street profits are probably gonna get turned on by ko ko has a little comment well not comment anybody got a little bit of beef with aj styles we could see another face of america turn which is kind of exciting i'm not gonna front That's kind of exciting. Could see KO reinvents himself yet again. And it's like, you know, I think I like that idea. But we don't know. Um, I believe that uh, the Street Profits picked up the victory. Did they? Yeah, they did. So the Street Profits picked up a victory over the OC, which was cool. Um, You know, it's what it is. You know what I mean? Street Profits are great backstage. I don't wanna I don't wanna speak too highly of them too fast. You know what I mean? Like, I know that they're talented. I know they got the capability and the skills. They got the mic work right on the money. You know what I mean? Dawkins is hilarious. And Ford needs no introduction. You know what I mean? Like this, it's already, it's already clear. It's just being able to now translate this to the tag team division. So it's not really uh it's not up to me to say, Oh yeah, these guys deserve a shot, deserve an opportunity. The WWE universe were able to see I didn't I didn't judge the match at all. I don't wanna seem like I'm being biased or whatever. I'm glad that it kinda went uh that way because now the WWE universe uh knows about just what they're capable of, you know, or just how much they're capable of. And and that's fine. So um I'm glad that it went down like that. I'm glad they had a uh, a good matchup. And even though KO is, uh, you know, hold on, and even though KO played a slight role, you know, in this, I'm still not necessarily against however the storylines go. KO right now, like off off talking this heel turn nonsense, you know, KO has proven to be one of the top baby faces in the company. He's literally because of the amount of skills he has, which is well over 15 years at this point. Like, I think I started. Uh, well, I was able to pay attention to KO. He, you know, got his shot in WWE while he was uh, 15 years into his craft. You know, but now it's clear that he's way more experienced. You know, and uh, and just versed in you know what to do, things to do, and such like that. That it just you know. That look good on camera and yeah. So don't let me, you know, talk about KO inside a storyline and make you know sour your thoughts on what I could tell about him as a, an in-ring competitor and a superstar, an entertainer, if you will. Like KO is second to none. One of the best baby faces in the company. Glad to see that you know he he has something to do and he's gonna be going at it with AJ, which is it already solidifies the fact that we're gonna have Potentially, potentially an excellent match, you know, if they decide to go that direction, which it seems like they're going in, but you never know with WWE, anything can change at any time. It's supposed to be a six man. Either way, that was Monday Night Raw. I had fun watching, for what I did get to see. It was it was great from an in-ring standpoint, and that was really what I was looking for, fire truck. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Yeah. With all of that, so we don't deal with all the rest of this noise. Ladies and gentlemen, I will catch you guys next time. What's that? Friday night, SmackDown Old Fox. Peace.